Welcome to Texans Unfiltered. Here we go, here we go! A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. All right. Well, Lonnie, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, dude. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. So you, you're not too familiar with me. I'm very familiar with you. You were my number one cornerback uh, in last year's draft. If you go back and listen to prior to our draft coverage, um, I was really high on you. The way I look at the cornerback position, I look at what you can do versus what you can't do. And I think a lot of times scouts make the mistake of looking at what they can't do. And you have the tools to do everything in this league. Um Looking back on last season, what was the biggest takeaway for you, for you uh, as your first year in the NFL, and kind of what what did you learn the most? Um, my my biggest takeaway was just uh, never get too high on yourself, never get too low on yourself. Um, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs with with uh, rookie season in general. Um, it's always going to be the toughest one. Um, cause you you coming into something new and you gotta learn everything. You gotta learn how people play. So this time around, you know, I pretty much got a feel of teams and uh, what to expect from people and how to play different versus players and styles and different types of teams. So it's just all a learning experience for year one. Year two is always supposed to be the the better year. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a lot of changes coming this year. Um, and we'll get into some of those, but you know, last year, obviously the season didn't end the way you, that you guys would like for it to end in Kansas city. It looked like it was going to work out and just things happened. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from the game in, in, in Kansas city? And I was talking to Matt uh, a couple weeks ago and he mentioned that, uh, in that game, you actually ended up, uh, kind of not, not necessarily getting fully injured, but you kind of tweaked something and it kind of hurt you in that game. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, so that game overall, you know, like, like I just said, it was ups and downs, you know, like we was up and then we got down. Um, as far as like injury wise, I had, uh, re-injured my ankle in that game, but I knew it was the playoffs and I wasn't about to set out the playoffs. Uh, we already had a lot of guys injured too. So I was just fighting through that for the whole rest of that game, you know, um, I injured it on a kickoff when me Cole had, uh, took it back. Uh, I almost took it to the house. So, other than that, uh, that's that's when I retweeted it and I played the rest of the game with it like that. Yeah, and, that, and like it, it's got to be tough in those positions because you know that your teammates are counting on you, and you know how big the stakes are. Like at, at times, I don't. You know, most people don't realize what you're doing to your body as you go out there to risk, you know, more injury by playing at a high level during, you know, in that game. So. Um, yeah, I mean that that kind of just shows your leadership and who you are as a player, and I'm sure like the team just they just you know go go with you and go along with that process. Oh man, I, I, I mean yeah, I, I hope they do. Uh, this year, I'm more trying to uh, be more of a, a role model to others and go out there and just show different type of work that the, um, the grind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so I'm I'm three games into your tape from last season. Um, uh, I just ended the uh, the Chargers game. Uh, you played a lot of Mike Williams. Um, I, so I was mm-hmm. looking over, and the game that I'm really looking forward to breaking down is the Kansas City regular season game. Uh, you pretty much locked down Travis Kelsey there in the second half, and you were very physical. You didn't let him, uh, you know, kind of beat you. 
whether it was off the line or in the middle of the field, you you were you were just going blow for blow with Travis Kelsey. What is it like being able to lock up a target like Travis Kelsey? And what is it about your skill set that gives you the ability and the confidence to be able to do that? Um, I think just because I'm versatile, uh, I can play in the slot. I can play a safety, which I, I had to learn safety the uh, whole playoff game. You know, I switched p- positions. People really don't know that. They didn't yep. see me that much at, uh, at corner um, the playoff game. I was playing strictly almost safety every snap. Uh, just like I said, like the versatility, I can go to the back end and I can play safety and I can play the slide and then I can play corner as well. Uh, with Kelsey, the first regular season game, uh, yeah, I did win that matchup. Um, I would say just like you said, I was physical with them. They didn't they didn't come with the same thing they did in the playoffs. Yep. They found ways to uh, get them open in the playoffs. They uh, they brought them behind the line of scrimmage, which made me go behind the linebackers, and they they didn't let me touch Kelsey as much as possible. So that, that's how he was able to perform, how he was able to perform, because I wasn't able to touch him as much as I did the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, just going back a little bit to the Kansas City game, you know, you guys played a lot of man that game, um, and mm-hmm. it, it seemed like there was a lack of uh, versatility in the scheme of switching from giving Patrick um, some zone looks to just kind of confuse him a little bit. You guys pretty much played strictly man all game. Do you think, like, when you're playing a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and you play against one in practice every week, every day, and Deshaun Watson, ideally, when you're looking at playing a quarterback at that level, what is like what can you do differently to kind of confuse him and just give him different looks? He's seen everything, but you can't give him the, the same thing every time and expect different results. Um, I think you just got to switch up your technique uh, as far as personal-wise. You got to switch up your technique and man and your disguises. Uh, try to play man a little bit from off and show different type of techniques. You know, there's different types of ways to play it in this, in this game, so you just got to show different ways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so I spoke with Rashad the other day. Rashad's probably one of the dopest dudes in the business when it comes to just, like, having a conversation, especially with what he does. Uh, you know, he told me about how J. Joe uh, kind of put you in touch with him. Uh, he talked a lot about what you guys are working on. Uh, he had really great things to say about you. He's he's very high, very excited about what you're going to put on uh, for the city this season. Uh, can you talk a little bit about just what it's like working with him? Um, and then also, like, one of the things that I when I when I talk to players and I, I hear their stories, you know, when when a player is able to identify the area that they need to work on, to me that that's a professional when they know that, like for you specifically, you want to work on your footwork, you want to work on your hips, your transition. Um, you know that that's what you need to work on. And there, here you are in the offseason putting in as much work as you can to get better at those things. Can you talk a little bit about, one, how you diagnose that as an area that you wanted to develop, and then, two, just your relationship with Rashad and, and how it's going? Man, uh, one, like you said, diagnosing. Um, I'm just like a, a football junkie. I've been that way my whole life. You know, uh, just just watching it. And you know, you I'm a, I'm a hard critic to myself, you know, so I know exactly what I need to work on, exactly what I need to do to get right. And if uh, I feel like a person is not giving that to me, then I'm moving on or I, I got to figure it out myself, you know, because I know exactly what I need to do. I know myself 
better than anybody else know me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Rashad, basically, he he's uh, doing exactly what I what I asked him, and he putting he putting his input on things and helping me switch up uh, certain ways and certain things. You know, with my technique and my game, um, just just helping me. We both notice some of the same things in my game uh with with my footwork last year and things I need to work on so I was like I explained it to him and told him exactly what I wanted and how I wanted to do it and he told me what he can bring to the table and, and how he can help me and we've been working and grinding every t- every day how many times we can a week you know just getting it yeah, uh, I mean, you just you can see overall. What are you seeing so far on the difference? Because when I'm watching the tapes from Rashad and what you're doing with him, you can see your 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 quickness, your reaction, your transition. Uh, it seems like your hips are a little bit more loose. So like so far with what you guys are doing in the off season. I mean, are you seeing a pretty big development as far as uh, the areas that you were looking to improve on? I feel I feel it. Um, not just seeing it, like I definitely see it, like everybody else here. But um, I'm feeling different, uh, far as movement wise and my feet. Um, the way I'm, I'm getting more shifty and uh, twitchy coming in and out of my breaks. It's just overall been been a blessing to work with him, and uh, him being in Houston is an even bigger blessing, right. you know. So. So it's just uh, why people just worried about the corona and as well as I'm worried about it, I'm still getting my work in as well. Yeah, no, and that's that's just amazing to see. All right, so one of my favorite things about you as a corner is probably something you're going to hate on me for, but um, I love your aggressiveness. Like I, I think this defense specifically in this secondary in the past, we have seen a lack of it. Um, and you have a, a certain level of aggression. Now that can be a, a gift and a curse. And, uh, I know right. that, I know that, but how do you check? Like, how do you, how do you battle that? Because you are aggressive and when it comes to tackling and hitting, you're there when it comes to jumping, you're also there. But the, you know, Rashad mentioned about you kind of working a little bit on your patience and also being able to channel that aggression to the right phase of your game. What is it about the aggressiveness that you love? And then how are you able to kind of this season, you know, really kind of reel it in a little bit and know when you need to be a little more aggressive and when you don't? Um, I, I like, like you said, it's all with, with film and critiquing myself and seeing, seeing what I need to be more aggressive with. Uh, for example, um, the touchdown Kelsey had caught on me. Uh, it was good coverage. But um, it was a better ball by Patrick Mahomes and a great catch by Kelsey. Also, it was uh, it was great coverage too. But um, I think if I would have been aggressive with raking uh, Kelsey's arms down, I would have broke that pass up. Mm-hmm. But instead of me using my aggression, like I was holding on to him, and I just stuck my arm in there, thinking me being long, like I was gonna break the pass up, but I was supposed to use aggression and, and rake it and break down his arms as hard as I could. I didn't do that. So them examples of stuff like that with my pass breakups, I want to be as aggressive with uh, breaking them up as much as I can or if people catch the ball on me, just raking them and, and really trying to, like, abuse people out there <laughs> on, on those on those type of, type of situations as far as tackling. And I've always been a hard hitter um, or not shying away from any type of contact. Um 
people can see uh people were shocked when I had stood up Derrick Henry. Uh you would see it when you uh yep. watching uh, uh the film when I stood up Derrick Henry on the goal line and people was like, damn, like Derrick Henry's a big guy and you just ran straight to him. Like I was like, Well, I mean <laughs> I, I, I'm here to, you know what I'm saying like yeah. that, that's what I'm here for like I'm not here to just oh is there a camera like just let him score like that's not what I'm here to do so um and like Rashad said I'm using my patience first with my press technique and hand placement and you know in and out of my breaks and stuff like that like it, I'm I'm all about putting all the pieces to the puzzle together, and uh, I'm feeling like it's starting to come along. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think, um, you know, back to the Chargers game a little bit. I, I brought this play up to Rashad. He wasn't as uh, he, he he remembers it, but he I don't think he fully remembers it. I'm going to bring it up to you, and you're going to fully remember it because I just know for a fact that'll be the case. But uh, mm-hmm. you're playing you're playing outside with Mike Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the game that you you. Uh, this is the play where uh, the snap where you got a flag on for pass interference. You were playing. You were playing off. He hit you with a double move. Uh, got past you, and mm-hmm. uh, you were able to. I mean, obviously in that in that situation, if you would have not gotten the pass interference, that would have been a touchdown. What about that play specifically? Because like you've always been a man press corner. That's where you thrive. That's that's just that's who right. you are. It, it matches your personality and your traits as a corner. How are you able to kind of build on that and also be able to do the, those types of things when you're playing off as well, like that play specifically? Is this is this the towards the end of the game, the seven route? Yep. Or is or is it the out and up? Because he actually no, it was got the out and twice. up. Yeah, it was the out and up. It was the out. Okay, yeah. So so with the out with the out and up, um, me playing off uh so that was something I, i'm I, i'm actually working on this offseason too because it, it's inconsistent with me playing off uh because my footwork was not uh all the way right are you there i think it was i i, I don't remember the exact down I, i'm pretty sure it probably was either third or second and long or something like that it was third. So I'm thinking, okay, so it was third down. So me thinking it was third down, him running the out, I was like, okay, he's getting to the stakes. He's running out. He's not going to go deep. They want to get the stakes. So I jumped the out route trying to make a play, and he ended up turning it up. And me being me, like I'd rather get a P.I. any day than somebody scoring on me because – I, I did something that I know I could have probably prevented yep. or, you know, or like just me jumping that route and him taking it upfield was a good route by him or me being, I don't know if I wasn't patient. If I was patient, I should say, then I would have had just ran right into him. But that's something I'm working on. You know, I just feel like he, he ran a good route and I, and I tried to make a play on, on what I, assumed was about to happen yeah well and i also think like i mean it was your it was your first year you're adapting to the nfl it's a totally different speed and i i also mm-hmm. think that what people don't realize with the chargers specifically there's a lot of talk about keenan allen which is fine uh keenan allen is i think probably a top three route runner in this league but when you look at mike williams yeah. he's playing opposite of keenan allen and because of that he's not getting the target he's not getting the shine but mike williams probably on another team is a one and a really good one but people don't realize right. that because he's playing opposite of Keen Allen. I mean, Mike Williams is really a 
very, very top tier wide receiver in this league. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely good. I mean, I was just mostly just like I'm not letting him catch over a hundred today. I know <laughs> I know for a fact. I know for a fact he didn't get over a hundred nah, in the game. I, I don't know exactly what he had, but I know I know for a fact it wasn't a hundred. I was like, I'm not letting him score on me. So that that was the the whole more of my story with with Mike Williams. I just wasn't letting him get over a hundred or letting him. Yeah, no. Uh, he finished with three catches for forty-five yards. So, hello, you, you there? Um, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, he he caught three catches for forty-five yards. So he definitely didn't even get close to hundred. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So that, <laughs> I, I knew what I was doing. I, I knew I wasn't about to. I'm like, that's enough. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I did. I did what I was supposed to do. Absolutely. Um. All right. So obviously with J. Joe, the announcement of J. Joe leaving, you know, he's in he's hands down the best free agent addition to this organization since the inception of the team. He's a stand up guy. He's a, a great family man, did a lot for the city, but he's also a great veteran leader in the locker room. Um, you know, talk a little bit about what it was like playing with J. Joe and what you learned from him last year. And then if you could just kind of talk about how you'll be able to step up and fill that void a little bit, it being year two for you. Uh, you had cut off. Oh, uh, okay. So I was just talking about um, how much of a role JJ played in your development last year. Uh, obviously, he's such a big, he was a big part of this team. Um, kind of what you learned from him and then how you'll be able to kind of fill, step up and fill some of that void left by JJ moving on to another organization. Oh, man. Like, uh, JJ, like you said, he's been in this game for a long time. You know, um, he he was just giving me wisdom, you know, from, from day one. Uh, we basically film how I should watch film and you know how how I should how I can take my game to another level far as knowledge wise. You know, JJ was real good at that of seeing things before it happened. So uh I'm just trying to take that advantage this year, you know, we're watching as much film as I can and and applying that to the uh to the game. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, my last off season, my biggest corner that I wanted us to add in free agency was Bradley Roby. I've been a big Roby fan. And then when we made the trade for Gary and Conley, I was like, oh man, Conley, Roby, Lonnie. Like, I don't know if I could ask for a better young three for this secondary. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Roby and Conley? Uh, was that just your recent question? Cause you got cut out again. Oh, really? Um, I was talking about um, how much I, lo- I love Bradley Roby um, and, and get the addition oh, of Gary yes. and Conley. I think that, like, when I look at those, you three, I'm like, this is this is a great secondary to have to move forward with the organization. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Roby and Conley? Oh, man. Them guys, we, we kind of got an old state connection because um, I was committed to all state, Ohio State at um, high school, so I already knew. Uh, Gary on, I already knew Roby. Um, you know, once once Roby got here, actually before I got drafted, I was talking to uh Roby. Um, and he he's been a, one of my guys for a long time, so uh, man, his relationship real good. You know, um, he, he's on the opposite side, or whether he plays in the slot this year or not, you know, we all just trying to compliment each other and just work man just just work to win that's all that really matters at this point yeah absolutely uh, all right so a couple more 
So Anthony Weaver steps in as the new def- uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, Rack is taking a uh, assistant head coaching position uh, next to Bill O'Brien. Uh, looks like it's potential for a, a big difference in the scheme. Can you talk a little bit about, I know we're early, but kind of what you're expecting that scheme to look like and what your role potentially could be? I mean, Anthony Weaver's been with the organization for a long time, highly respected guy. Uh, he's getting the opportunity to show what he can do as a DC. Can you talk a little bit about that, your relationship with Weaver and what you're expecting? Uh, I, de- I definitely got a good relationship with Weaver. Uh, I know for a fact that he's going to be a great DC. Um, I'm ready to see what he got. He got in store. What changeups he's going to bring to the uh, defense this year, and what what how he's going to use me in general. You know, like I feel like I can do a lot, uh, and I can do a lot more. So I, I just want to know how he's going to use use me and change up the defense this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, two more. So I'm 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 a I'm a fan of Obi. I know. The outside perspective can be whatever it is. That's fine. Deshaun loves OB or, you know, so this, I like OB as a coach. He's come on the show. He's, he's, he's an amazing guy. Um, what is your relationship with, with Bill O'Brien? Is it, I mean, it's good, right? Yeah, it's good. I, um, I talked to him, uh, recently, you know, just, just, he called to see how I was doing and to check up on me and stuff like that. And, uh, it's definitely a great relationship. I mean, I'm just just ready to work, and he's he's ready to get work too. Yeah, same absolutely. way he see that he see, he see that I'm working, and he he has no problem with it at all. I mean, that's what he looks for. That's what he wants. He's he's a big work guy, and he sees that you're putting in the work. So that's great. All right, last one, and it's uh it's personal. So um maybe Matt miscommunicated with me a little bit, but he said that you're getting ready for a wedding. Is it your wedding or is it a friend's wedding? No, it's, it's definitely my way to know. Okay. Um, just uh, with this corona going on right now, we don't know if we're, we're going to have to push it back or what we're going to have to do, but I'm definitely about to get married. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So congratulations on that. This Thank is like you. the off-season of Texans weddings. Like we had uh, Kaimi, we had JJ. Uh, there's another one in there that I'm missing. Um, oh, my forgot. bad, you had cut out it. You oh. had cut out it. I was just saying that this is like the off season of Texans weddings. We had Kaimi, we had JJ. There's another person who got married uh, this off season as well. Oh, um, God, why can't I think of this? Uh, anyways, there's another guy. So now you're getting married. That's awesome. I just want to say congratulations. That's awesome. I'm glad your family's doing being safe during all this. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I really do. I love the knowledge and just your dedication to the craft. It's it's really dope to be able to have a, gen- a genuine and authentic uh, conversation with you. So thank you so much, Lonnie. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Loved this episode of Texans Unfiltered? We'd love for you to be a Patreon supporter. Your support allows us to provide you with the best Texans podcast possible. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoustonFBPod and everywhere podcasts can be found. And join our community on www.texansunfiltered.com or on Discord at Texans Unfiltered. Thank you for listening. Until next time.